This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So this is Matthew Sweet, the song Alice. I told you about the story of how I got this CD, right? I think uh, at least twice. Yeah. Um, who was he with? The Bodines. He was sitting in with the Bodines. That's right. And he was giving away his CD. And I was touting TDK Kate. tapes. TDK. Take the TDK mm-hmm. challenge. Famously. And people disrespected you. Not that night. When we did, me, myself, and I, the rap group, um, the rap fans stood on the stairwell over us and urinated on us. <laughs> I also had a falling out with my like my TDK Challenge partner, Stu, his name was. For some reason, he was angry at me. Like I had a list of other strawberries records and tapes stores that I was supposed to go to to do the TDK Challenge, and I like just flamed out. And then he like insisted that I was trying to cha- steal the TDK Challenge set, which was the, the headphones mannequin guy and... <laughs> And the <laughs> Europa CD and everything else. So it ended, it ended badly. Were you trying to steal the TK no. challenge? No, I had a lot. It was I, one of few things you weren't trying to steal. 500 of my closest friends wore TDK challenge t-shirts, <laughs> which was kind of a cool shirt at that time. But yeah, it's interesting having those little like uh, one time. For those beats. who haven't listened to a lot of back episodes of the Burn Barrel podcast, the TDK challenge was where you were. It was like the Pepsi challenge where you were asked to listen to a tape and you were supposed to notice that the tape sounded better compared then, to the the lame flash in the pan technology of CDs. Exactly. Exactly. Nothing was as superior as the TDA. And then the same guy, me and Stu also did a thing where we worked with like uh, Bailey's um, Bailey's rum uh, frozen from concentrate drinks. So you'd add hmm. Bailey's with blenders and... And then throw booze in there. We were at a food convention. We did that. And I also did a gig. And that was, that was good because I learned how to do... Blended drinks? Yeah. I got good with a blender. 
And then we... Uh, and, it's all uh, about the pulse function. And Claproot and Whitley were there. Marjorie Claproot and Pat mm-hmm. Whitley. Who, do you know who they are? Nope. They were the local morning show like 30 years ago. Who mm-hmm. I learned on RKO. I later worked along with him. So it was, it was good. Uh, and then we did a, a travel show where Jerry Williams, the radio guy, showed up. And it, it was a terrible travel show. And, oh, that was just a bad... That was bad. It was right after I graduated. I had a lot of those gigs. And then all sorts of different gigs here and there. And then I had a really good job to add a, a a firm that was like a marketing firm called Danielle mm-hmm. and O'Keefe. She needed some help to to call to RSVP to see if people were going to the um, Lotus Notes convention. Remember Lotus, the, mm-hmm. re- the, the yeah, company? Yeah. It was, they were having a big convention. So I had to call all these people and say, I just want to confirm if you're be attending the Lotus Executive briefing, that's what it was, the Lotus Executive Briefing. This is 1991. This is right as right. I graduated. The, the William Kennedy Smith rape trial was on, um, on the radio, where uh, Howie Carr was down there in Palm Beach making fun of Ted Kennedy. And I was, like, appalled, because I'm from Massachusetts, where you're supposed to love the Kennedys. I couldn't believe right. this guy was being mean to the Kennedys. Great time for radio. Oh, that was right when the breakfast burrito came out from McDonald's. So I, so I drive to the, this place for the Lotus The Golden Age. Oh, <laughs> Oh, it was lovely, um, and and I I had to, some of the people I was calling were um, executives. So I, well, well, the executive briefing. So to you, they were important. Well, like not nobody knew, but like my my dad drank Mondavi wine, and I mm-hmm. had to call Robert Mondavi and ask if he'd be going, and just go through this list of hundreds and thousands of people, and I just give them the list afterwards, and have, it was either like highlighted red for they're going, or not, and they paid me very well, but it didn't last very long. I probably could have pushed for. a... Mm-hmm. For a uh, for a deal there, a gig there. But me and One Sally- thing I learned this week from Wall Street Journal's interview and profile of Travis Kelsey is that Travis Kelsey also had a telemarketing job. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Well, that, got- the, the Los Angeles executive briefing was not telemarketing. I wasn't selling anything. Well, fine, but, but I did do telemarketing to in California calls. to a company. We fit, we sold we sold Flamestop. Mm-hmm. We were in near Yorba Linda, California, selling Flamestop to. to Try to scare old people, tell them if they didn't have flame stop, they'd be burned to death. And these are the biggest bunch of DBs people who had ever known. And so we were trying to sell them flame stop. I only worked there for about three days. The dudes were so LA, they were like, "All right, guys, let's let's go. Let's, let's see, so we can pump and close today." Too. Yesterday's leading closers were like this guy and this guy and this guy. They were throwing, they'd throw you mm-hmm. like fruit and stuff and vitamin pills. They were total California DBs, total. And that place, I only lasted a few days. I was like, "This is not Tom Shattuck is not." I have no killer instinct. I I don't want to rip people off. Some of whom's last name were Shattuck. Uh, some old people <laughs> and and like this is it was a BS. It was a scam. And mm-hmm. then a few months after I left California, this is when I lived in Newport Beach. The FBI raided the place and arrested everybody, which was fantastic. Um, so I'm sure all those people are selling b- Bitcoin now. So, um, but these these the small gigs, they are useful. And sometimes, like, they don't – sometimes the best gig I ever had was when I was a concierge in Boston, and they mm-hmm. hired us out to do – to work at the marathon, this law firm, law convention who had, you know, had reserved half the city. And they paid us 50 bucks an hour to make ho- uh, to make uh, restaurant reservations. So we were getting kickback kickbacks from the re- – for making reservations anyway. And this was, this was just great. But those law firms, of course, are going to pay big amounts of money. So um, small gigs, man. Take those small gigs. And then and then in my 20s, I did a slew of, and I used to love these. Did you ever do the thing where you take parts of focus groups? 
No. Oh, it's so good. You would love it, Alice, because you're seeing <laughs> a lot of times you're getting early versions of ads from like Absolute Vodka, etc. And you mm-hmm. scrutinize them. And or I did a couple of I've done like where we have to analyze results of focus groups. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. 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 Where we have to like listen to all the things people say about their impressions of your company and whatever and what they think about you yeah. and, and deal with like, it, which I, is it's very interesting because I like I'm not sometimes it's humbling. I am in a small room full of people. I'm a leader among men. Now, if you take me in, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. And in, in, in like even when they, um, when I got the unfortunate DUI and uh, in the nineties, and when I was twenty four, mm-hmm. BS DUI by the way, I was not drunk. It was BS. I pulled myself over. It was a mistake. It was totally BS. But it was up in Vermont. Oh yeah, Morgan knows this. Um, BS DUI. I mean, I was DUIing a lot back then, and it wasn't BS. But but. That I mean, particular time. That particular time. They got me. It was a ticky-tack BS thing. But anyway, um, even in... They made you go to like a bunch of like alcohol classes, including mm-hmm. Al-Anon and AA. And I was good at all of those. Give me a small room of people, people I remember, leader among men. And even in the AA class, I was rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. There were gorgeous women from Beacon Hill who were in there who just had like bad weekends and whatever. And it just messed, needed to go. I was... I loved it. I loved it. And I loved the attention. And it was really fun. You put me in a bar or club across from any of those people, especially those women, I am not a leader among men. <laughs> <laughs> I am private opum. I am the single biggest coward in there. It is, it's just a small room does it to you. I even this one time, Alice, and I know this is very, I'm praising myself. One time I had jury duty in Chelsea, mm-hmm. and we all went to the jury, the room we're supposed to wait, and nobody's there, nobody's doing anything. And I went around and grabbed the phone and called downstairs and said yeah where the jury there's nobody here somebody coming up leader among men in the small room (laughs) unfortunately nothing substantial has ever happened in the small room for me maybe i'm not a leader among men in a small room when i'm being interviewed for a job because generally i was always most of the times i was interviewed for a job i shouldn't have been getting the job (laughs) when i was younger i don't know why we brought that up why did we bring that up i don't know Okay, so I don't know, but I did want to briefly talk about the Travis Kelsey thing because, well, I mean, people. Know What's the Travis like, Kelsey thing? That's the interview at the WSJ. They did a big profile of him. Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yes, I didn't know this. This is what I just said to you that he did a telemarketing job when he was younger. Oh, okay, that's how you got that. Okay, <laughs> that's what I said when I said it. Oh, too. um, but he did um, like surveys about Obamacare on the phone when he lost his he got busted doing pot in college and got kicked off of football and he lost all his scholarship and everything so he had to do like telemarketing a telemarketing job for a while Mm -hmm. to stay in school and apparently that inspired him to not stick with telemarketing as a career and to get back into football um but the the big thing i mean like it's sort of a fluff profile even though it's in the wall street journal um, but the big thing that I thought was like a good takeaway from it was actually at the very beginning of the interview. And he says a college football coach told him and it stuck with him um, that basically he said everybody in life is everybody you meet in this world is either a fountain or a drain. Huh. And the coach told him, I don't need drains, Travis. You're draining me. Oh. And that you should always be a fountain, not a drain. And I thought Ooh. that was like really interesting. And I think you're a fountain. Well, I mean, de- depends. On- you're always putting a lot of stuff out there. 
Completely honest Maybe about I'm that. usually oh, yes, in I see. small I, rooms I see what with you're you. saying. Yes. Yeah. There is definitely, yes, I am a chief exporter of things. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. You're definitely, I feel like you're a fountain. Yes, but... thank you. That tells me that fountain is not a noble thing. I, I thought it might be. Well, I think it kind of is. It. Uh, so what Travis Kelsey said is you're either a giver of the basic wellsprings of life or a taker. And he vowed to be the former. Like you're. That seems about 75 IQ points above what he should be saying. Well, I don't know. Maybe the Wall Street Journal uh, yeah, maybe reporter. Translated for, <laughs> maybe for his grunts. By J.R. Moringer. Maybe he uh, updated it a little bit. But I don't know. But yeah, I liked the fountain or the drain analogy. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. The don't drain people. Be a fountain. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is so incredibly true in like in any in any t- job you have those that's why being in management sucks because there are drains everywhere oh yeah everywhere especially with younger people who actually right wasn't there an article we were going to read yesterday about young gen z saying you should hire us for our personalities oh i don't know oh. if i was but and then there are some people just who just get it and that's upbringing some people just have upbringing and you know i would also say that by and large by default women tend to be fountains Tend to be because they're people pleasers. Yeah, I'd say that's probably. But true. some are true pains in the ass in our drains. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But I'm glad I don't have to. You know, I'm mostly like with with my radio show on the on air show. Uh, it, it's I'm doing. I don't need anybody. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a producer there, but he's essentially potting me up, potting me down. Then that's uh, everything else. I don't have to depend. I don't have to find out who's a fountain or a drain anymore. <laughs> you know. You're only dependent on you. I'm dependent on me. I know, uh, and, and sometimes I am a drain, actually, when I think about it. Like, like, there are times, occasionally, like, my mind will drift, and then the caller will ask me a question, and then I'll be like, uh, I don't remember what you were talking about. <laughs> it's not good. It's not a good look. But I do like that. The fountain under drain. Wow. Well, he's dating a fountain, isn't he? I think so. She's, you know, Taylor Swift is... She's not. I know that you're you're all in enamored with her, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But and she has some talent, and she has her uh, a style. But mostly Taylor Swift is hard work. Oh, I think mostly, there's truth to that. Yeah. she's very much like the A student in school, like passes in all the work on time kind of personality. <laughs> Pepper, are what you a cow? <laughs> it's okay, Pepper. Talk about a drain. Pepper, do you want to go out? Want to go out? Sally, can you let Pepper out? Sally. No. Maybe she's downstairs. Let me call her. Um, But Tommy in New Hampshire in the chat says that Travis and Taylor looks more and more like a 2024 dumb influencer play. I mean, I think there's some of that. Like, he obviously did the Pfizer ad. Taylor Swift is obviously a Democrat. I mean, but all celebrities are. So I kind of don't think it's like that special or unique or anything um that that they're democrats and they're pushing democrat stuff because all the celebrities do that it's not really like new or different they are the biggest thing that's out there right now travis kelsey and taylor swift i mean like nobody can get enough of it for whatever reason can one of you let the dog out am i literally gonna have to go let the dog out no way Okay, you can keep talking about Travis um, Kelsey. But, um, yeah, I think they're great. And we didn't talk about this the other day, but 
They're actually... Um, People went through a bunch of Travis Kelsey's old tweets. I kind of like them in spite of myself, even though, I mean, like, whatever. If you're going to wait for celebrities to be, um, you know, Republicans, you're going to be waiting a long time and you'll never get to be into any music or anything, really. But um, basically, this thing, like, lives rent-free in my head now where people went through Travis Kelsey's old tweets and he's... Like Tom was saying, he does not seem to necessarily be a brain trust, which is fine. Um, but yeah, it there's um, like one of his 2011 tweets is, I just gave a squirrel a piece of bread with squirrel spelled S-Q-U-I-R-L-E uh, and P spelled P-E-I-C-E. I just gave a squirrel a piece of bread and it straight smashed all of it. I had no idea they ate bread like that. Ha ha. Hashtag crazy. Which is not necessarily the most literate tweet I've ever read. I like that. Once again, <laughs> he was doing something proactive. He gave a squirrel a piece of bread. And tweeted about it. Yes. <clears throat> all right, Alice, can I change the subject? Yes. Um... Mark in the chat says, be nice to Pepper. Weren't we nice to Pepper? I think so. At that particular moment? Yeah, you weren't mean. Yeah. No, I'm nice to Pepper a lot. It's just that Pepper loves only me, and so she's my personal detail everywhere <laughs> I go. Um, I want to talk about, for a moment, um, people going absolutely nuts over uh, the prospect of Donald Trump winning as president of the mm -hmm. United States. Here's Joe Scarborough. To do last time, but may very well allow him to do this time, or a judicial system that will be ignored by Donald Trump and ran over by Donald Trump to create the greatest constitutional crisis of our lifetimes. Just because he hasn't done it yet doesn't mean he won't do it when he gets a chance to do it. He's and if he is well. voted into office... Then a lot of these people that are talking about literal or figurative or whatever the hell they're saying, you're going to look like idiots uh, because he will do, he will get away with, he will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute, uh, 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 drive from the country. Just look at his past. It's not really. Wait, has he been to... executing people? I, apparently. <laughs> but, Was but, that part of The Apprentice? I didn't yes. watch. Did he execute he, he the losers? And execute, <laughs> he executed everybody. So, now, so like, the left is already looking at this and thinking, once again, it's a sequel to the first hyperventilation they had in 2016 now. They're already working on the sequel now. Mm -hmm. Now, there's nothing stopping him. He's going to execute everybody, imprison everybody. This is a guy who didn't nothing wacky like that <laughs> whatsoever. I know it was like the most chill presidency of right. all time. He did the what was the the um, the um, the criminal justice reform he did? Oh right, the first, first step back. Right, which is specifically an act to not imprison people using the federal resources. I mean, mm -hmm. what? And as Mark Sardellis is in the chat, meanwhile they're trying to imprison Trump. It's only projection. Well said, yes. It's only what. They're only saying stuff, he's going to do stuff that they're trying to do. Do you think if they had the chance, by the way, to execute Trump? Of course they would. If they could get something on him with the death penalty attached to you it, know, do you I'm, think they wouldn't? Of course I'm glad Mark would. said that because I wonder how much of this is, we probably talked about this before, 
How much of this is, oh crap, the shoe's going to be on the other foot soon? Yeah, we've now weaponized the Justice Department and he's going to be in charge of it again. Right. A year and a half from now. Right. And by the way, I had another call today say, you know, there's a chance that, that this guy's going to be, that in Georgia, somehow that they could put him in prison. He could absolutely get prison time in Georgia with one of those if, juries down there. If this guy is behind bars on election day, this will be a 10 point win. Yeah, probably. There is not only that, but yeah, you would indeed. And, and it doesn't. And, and the media then, then if he's inaugurated, mm-hmm. will say much like Scarborough. No, we have to go back to norms. Have to go back to norms. No, we can't use the justice. Department Don't weaponize the justice department. That's right. Don't go after the Bidens. Don't go after what you're not. No, no. There's a bit of decorum. You right. Know, you were different, Trump. You you upset us. Stormy Daniels, mm-hmm. as I have callers saying. The other thing about this is, too, that's also another interesting layer to the whole thing, is that Joe Scarborough did more to normalize Trump and make Trump president in 2016 than almost anybody mm-hmm. else in media. Well, which just tells you, which just tells you the company that he and Mika keep. Of course. These are Upper West Side moneyed Good progressives. These are people, they're, they're super rich, they're mm-hmm. super sophisticated. And these are people who at one point probably thought Trump was boorish, but thought he was cool because he was one of theirs. And Mar-a-Lago is a fun place. Well, we know they love Mar-a-Lago. Of course. But now, you know, now the people he talks to think that Trump's going to murder everybody. There's right. nobody, there's no dissent in their groups. Anybody who would dissent is like considered uh, to have a scarlet letter. It's like somebody who's, oh, that's just ridiculous. But it's weird because eight years ago, Joe and Mika had Trump on like every other day. Yes. For the for the 2015, 2016 primary cycle. They had Trump on all the time. Mm-hmm. They gave him more airtime than like any other show on cable. It's absurd for them to pretend now that he's going to start executing political opponents. I mean... Do you know how hard it is to get anybody the death penalty in America? It's like way too hard. But, <laughs> I mean, the, the idea had, that he's going to he start public hangings. <laughs> like, it's so absurd. Maybe they've had on too many presidential historians or something. Now, I mean, if there's a, if there's a chance that if he, if he, if Trump says, if he accuses law enforcement on the border of strapping people when the there is proof that it never happened, and mm-hmm. he demands that his director of homeland security pers- pursue that person and discipline them. Well, that is an authoritarian uh, act. So, but he's not going to do that. It's the guy now who's doing that, of course. Of course. And it's the guy now who's been taking the money from the foreign. It's the guy. I mean, this. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of it. I just wonder. And they're going to want, of course. This is another reason why they're retching because they want Twitter gone now. You gotta shut up, Elon, because before they had Twitter. You know, they owned mm-hmm. Twitter. They could call Jack Dorsey and he could make a move for them. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just very interesting how how th- because the polls haven't changed. I still So do we think okay, so one person did say to me, like, what if they're just because the person who said this to me is a person who believes all the polls are orchestrated. Right. Like all the polling numbers that they release, mm-hmm. that that's all like planned. Right. And so this person was saying, like, I think they're only 
putting out all these bad poll results for Biden so that they switch somebody else in, like a Newsom. That it's like a coordinated, yeah, like not. they're trying to get rid of Biden now. It's not. People pay for these polls, and th- th- there's a lot of these pollsters are all independent people. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's really interesting about these polling results, and I saw some pollsters like Nate Silver arguing about this on Twitter today. A lot of these polls have Biden doing much worse than expected with younger voters. Mm. Um, Better with older voters, worse with younger voters. And there's sort of a feeling in the air among pollsters. Well, there's two approaches to this. One is that a bunch of people think that that means the polls are just a mess and bad methodology. And so they can't be trusted anyway. And Biden's doing just fine. And any poll that has Biden up only say like, five to 10 points with younger voters that that's like a BS poll and shouldn't be trusted. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's been now in a few polls, uh, a few recent polls from reputable pollsters have, if you look into the cross tabs, Biden doing better than expected with older voters, worse than expected with younger voters. Um, and so, uh, and so like people like Nate Silver, for example, have taken the line that essentially like, this is too many polls now where we've seen results like this, where we can't just write it off and say it's bad methodology and we're not good at contacting younger voters or something mm-hmm. like we have to. And over time, we're seeing this trend. So what's driving it? And there's a few theories. One is obviously like the Gaza Israel thing. Young people don't like Israel. Right. Young people don't like Israel. Right. Um, and another one is the Biden age thing that older voters are less likely to be concerned about Biden's age as a factor and younger voters are more likely to be concerned about Biden's age as a factor. There's also a belief among some people that we're seeing a similar shift like we did with working class voters. Um, and, and in particular, wor- mm-hmm. white working class voters, but we've also seen it now with Trump, with Hispanic and black working class voters as well. There's been a shift away from the Democratic Party and towards Donald Trump in mm-hmm. particular, compared to like the wealthier upper middle class white suburban voters have tended to move more Democrat. And so and so they're saying part of that could be like younger voters are more likely to be working class too. And we could be seeing a similar demographic shift with younger voters where this sort of truism that's been true in politics the last however many decades that we're also seeing a realignment there the same way we are with working class voters and minority voters. Are we seeing a realignment where older voters are going to start voting more Democrat and younger voters are going to start voting more Republican? Because that's, I mean, it's been true throughout our adult lives certainly that you know that younger voters tend to vote more democrat well yes but i also think that this has been steadily over the last year that blacks are moving off of biden into mm-hmm. trump so much so so that he's uh, uh, over 20 percent. so one right. out of five that means that you know if you're in a and it's black much, it's higher with community black men too. right that uh that you know, every other third person is a Trump guy now, which yeah. normalizes him. Now, if that continues, if he's up to 24%, one out of four, if he's mm-hmm. up to 25%, he, he probably is with if men. If he's up to 30%, mm-hmm. then 33%, one out of three. And then, I mean, people have conversations. 
Right. And people realize, and then it's not. It's, it's snowballs. Not, yes, it's not a, a, a something that's uh, that's uh, verboten anymore. Mm-hmm. Just there's no. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. No, uh, there's there's uh, no stigma that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Trump, you know, I mean, all you have to do. I mean, I, it's also. Todd Horowitz made, this, made, mm-hmm. made a great point. All you have to do is going by the old Reagan thing, you know, are you better off than you were four years ago? Right. Well, that's a very good and effective thing. And Reagan used it because four years earlier, um, it, people were better off than in 1980 with Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. What Trump has that Reagan didn't have is that four years ago, Trump was president. Right. Reagan wasn't in 76. Mm-hmm. That was somebody else. Yeah. And like, if that is such a good sales pitch, were you better off when this guy was crazy doing his thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who cares about anything else? And like, so right now, it's the Thanksgiving time. People are going to spend a lot of money, and Thanksgiving is going to cost a lot of money. What was it like? Overall, for all goods, it's up 25% since Yeah, Trump. something like that. Yeah. So, Everything is more expensive. Th- people notice stuff getting small. Do you remember the original, the first Biden holiday, the 4th of July video, yes. where the hot dogs were down 16 cents or whatever, and they tried to tell people that the yes. inflation wasn't happening? Well, yeah. I mean, now people know. You don't even have to tell them, really. Although, did you see this Jason Chaffetz cut? I did I enjoy it. I, I did enjoy it. this, actually, um, because this was classic case of like republican trying to appeal to like the everyday voter and somehow like slightly missing the mark uh okay i mean we went to go buy a turkey today it was 90 dollars for a turkey the price of stamps is up 32 percent in the last four years but so people are slamming him obviously for the 90 dollar turkey because most turkeys at the store are not quite 90 dollars yeah no i don't know yeah i don't know i don't even know how much they cost but that seems pretty expensive (laughs) they're not generally i mean there are fancy rich people turkeys one assumes at like fancy stores or farms or something he must have gone somewhere um but yeah there's been a lot of back and forth about that the 90 dollar turkey um but yeah i mean stuff is more expensive than Right. Usual. And I also think that just culturally, people are seeing, like, obviously young people don't like Israel. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But stories like this. I mean, I think people don't like Brown foreign University wars. saw Hamas's October 7th brutality against Israel as a victory and instantly came up with justification for it. Brown University. We know people mm-hmm. who gone to Brown University. I don't think the person we know is a Hamas fan. But I think people see that and they say, wait a second. 
why is this our culture now that we've now got young people who are all purple haired and nose ringed and uh, on TikTok lecturing us about new words we're allowed to say and what we can't say? Who thinks about Saddam? Who thinks Bin Laden is fantastic, and that that uh, that Hamas is fantastic? Well, and I think even. In, you don't even have to go all the way right to the people who are the Hamas fans, actually, at Brown University, because I don't think they're voting for Trump anyway, the people who like no, actually course. are into Hamas. But people that maybe you would see that would be into Donald Trump over Joe Biden are probably the anti-foreign intervention people. Like, look at somebody like Montante, right, who's younger than both of us that we've had on this show. And I've been with him on the Jerry Callahan podcast the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, he's... Obviously, he's not pro Hamas, clearly, like he doesn't right. have the time of day for Hamas, but he's anti us getting involved over there. Mm -hmm. And I think people have a general sense, even though Trump was an extremely pro Israel president. Right. People do have a general sense that Trump is a lot less for foreign wars mm -hmm. than the foreign policy establishment is in a way that is stands out from the Republican field. And I think attracts younger voters because I think that a lot more younger voters, it's not even necessarily. I mean, there's obviously ones that are like literally anti-Israel and pro Hamas, but it's not even those ones necessarily that are causing the shift. It's sort of these ones in the middle who might sort of be kind of establishment on a lot of issues, but but don't like the foreign engagement stuff. Don't like the Iraq and, and, war. Know, don't like the Ukraine yep. war. Don't like the Middle East engagements. And they don't want to see us get involved. And they don't trust somebody like Biden or Nikki Haley, for that matter. And not even really Ron DeSantis, even though Ron DeSantis tries to be more under the MAGA mantle than like Nikki Haley does. You know, they, they don't trust the establishment in Washington, D.C. Right. to keep us out of these wars to keep them from being drafted among other things because young people are yeah, totally well, and a lot of that i think is when you speak about montante it's montante uh jerry callahan with his uh, upbringing being a mm -hmm. guy from chelmsford i think like a blue collar family or whatever right. but a guy from chelmsford anyway and um and ben affleck and goodwill hunting that they're looking they're, see, they're looking around and seeing because montante is a money guy anyway you know yeah they're seeing money change hands and their pals off carrying rifles. And they say, wait a second. How come it's my guys? Yeah. People like me have to do people the People like dying. me have to die. Right. And people like you get rich. Exactly. And I think it's a natural like class thing where you're, and mm -hmm. it's a healthy thing too. Where like, I'm a street level grifter and I can overlay my street level grifting onto your grifting. And I recognize it, which is a total Trump thing. Mm -hmm. Trump sees these grifters from a mile oh, yeah. away. You know, super. Trump and Montante share a sense of street smarts. Oh yes, that you know that a lot of DC flack type people do not have. Yes, absolutely. That's Michael Montante, but who uh, hosted the Jerry Callahan show today with special guest star Alice Shattuck. By the way, he did a good job. Thank you. Um, and then once again, about our culture breaking, there's an AP story that's just beautiful. It's just mm -hmm. it's too freaking beautiful. Listen to this headline. It shows a mom, probably in her 50s, with a child, a little overweight, obviously very confused about what the child is. I can't tell if it's a boy or a girl. And here we go. The headline is, teachers and students grapple with fears and confusion about what new laws restricting pronoun use. Once again, teachers and students grapple with fears and confusion about new laws restricting pronoun use. 
So let me tell you, is it the laws that are making things confusing? Yeah. It's the amazing. Laws that restrict pronoun use. Like, by the way, you know what by we, the didn't way, have, we didn't have in 1987? We didn't have pronoun use. And so there was no confusion. <laughs> well, and this is what I was going to say, too, is like, obviously, they're making it sound like lawmakers aren't trying to, like, control grammar or something. No one's telling you you can't use pronouns. Dateline Indianapolis. Like the part of speech. Right. Dateline Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis High School senior Kasten Peters, Kasten, C-A-S-T-O-N, had used they and them or he and him pronouns at school for three years without a problem. But they came home a few days into this school year and told their mother, there's one person involved here, but they're telling their mother, because okay. AP's playing right along with his horse shit, and told their mother that the situation has changed. Peter's 18 and non-binary, well, of course, with his mother, I believe, who is raising the child alone, which is not shocking. Peter's 18 that and- That seems to be a pretty common theme yes. with the really boutique genders that yes. people have. Peter's 18 and non-binary heard from a teacher that a new state law meant they wouldn't be able to use those pronouns or the first name they've used for years without explicit permission from a parent because of pronouns without permission from a parent. So what's the problem? Because the pronouns and name don't correspond with their assigned sex at birth. Birth writes the AP in a hard news uh, story. Right, of course. This was news to Caston's mother, Kim Michaelis slash dash Peters, who immediately sent of teachers, course. a counselor, and the principal an email asking them to comply with Caston's wishes, and the school staff did. So Mom? what's the issue? But even though her own child's wishes are being respected, Michaelis-Peters said she has deep concerns about what Indiana's law could mean for students whose parents might not be understanding if they learn from school officials that their child is transgender or non-binary. She's worried that all the other castings won't be able to continue living these fantasy land lives. Right. She doesn't want the other parents to do it. She said, it makes me feel like there's going to be a child out there who's not going to feel safe. At home Ugh. to tell their parents, and the school's going to rat them out for wanting to be called a different name or different pronouns, she said. This lady <laughs> is the problem. I'm worried that the parents are going are gonna, to are gonna interrupt the, the cult recruitment that we're doing. Indiana is among at least 10 states that have enacted laws prohibiting or restricting students from using pronouns or names that don't match with their assigned, uh, sex assigned at birth, which is, of course, just doing the thing that's not crazy. A restriction that opponents say Mostly further marginalizes nobody... transgender non-binary students, non students. Most of the laws were enacted this year, Republican states. The measures are creating fear for transgender students and sowing confusion for teachers and how It really shouldn't be that scary. Right. That just do the people true thing will that's just not call insane. you she right. behind just your back. Just do the true thing it's that's not, not insane. Nothing's going to happen to you. You know what? You guys... You can all call me he behind my back and I won't even be upset because nothing will happen to me. And I'm still safe. I don't feel unsafe at all. It's really not that big a deal. But mostly the laws aren't restricting pronoun use. Mostly the laws are just letting people use pronouns the way they've always literally used pronouns grammatically for the entirety of human history. Right. And nothing has changed. It's just that they're trying not to undermine parents at school by giving kids, you know, new gender identities that they didn't have at home. 
Jillian Spain, who teaches social studies at the middle school in Yanceyville, North Carolina, said she's continued to address her students by the names and pronouns they use, regardless of the laws. She's doing it anyway. Spain said outing a child, which is what the law would do to transgender and non-binary students, is not in the job description. This is Spain is what we call a monster. Spain said the fear of being outed just adds to the pressure students already face, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic that devastated their well-being and academics. Alice, what did the COVID-19 pandemic do? Say it says this teacher. It made some elderly people sick. Right. Did the COVID-19 pandemic devastate their well-being and academics? Or did people in the teachers union, like this lady, do it? Of course. I am absolutely, listen to this, listen to this monster. I am absolutely never, ever going to out a child, Spain said. School is supposed to be their safe place. It's supposed to be a place where they can be who they truly are. This is a psychotic. (laughs) This is not good. This is just absolutely uh, numb. Look out. In Indiana, Kasten Peters said... They think other students will suffer because of that state's law. This is uh, this is their their talking their quote here. School is supposed to be a safe spot for us where we can be ourselves without having to deal with being called out, without being bullied or name called or anything like that. They said, and I think for some By of us. By the way, since when is school a place where everybody has the right to never be called a name? Because that was. Not necessarily my experience of school back 20 years ago. No. No. You all, you don't have to be. Safe I mean. Because you're going with the gender you were assigned at birth. I mean, mostly. And, and I don't understand this, like, repurposing of school like this. But mostly, um, school is, like, a terrible place where we force students to be where they feel put out all the time by people giving them homework assignments and tests and like the social life of other kids being mean to them and shoving them into lockers and all kinds of stupid stuff like mostly the safe place is at home and outside of school and has nothing to do with school so school deciding to rebrand themselves as like this really safe amazing like warm cozy womb where students yes. get treated yes like that shouldn't be in the job description like it's like, so weird stop having a, the, you know an emotional attachment with my mm-hmm. kid about their weird phase they're in that you're really encouraging them to be in here's more from Caston. they have more to say and i think for some of us being able to be called the name or pronouns that we prefer it's something we need makes them feel happy and if we can't get that at home, then having it in another safe place like school, if that's the only place we can get it, well, now it's being taken away from us. Hey, Kasten, or Ricky, whatever you really are, <laughs> suck it up. Go to school like other, the other kids. Stop pretending you're special and for some reason. And maybe the teachers should focus on like making sure the kids can read and do math and stuff. Right. Because they haven't been doing an awesome job with that, especially since COVID. And like we talked about yesterday, all the studies seem to show that all their assistance with all the young people's mental health is actually making the young people worse, which is not shocking when you read news stories like this. So maybe they should just leave all that other stuff alone and maybe they should focus on like preparing students to take the SATs. Uh, yes, yes. Like normal things that school used to do before they were this worried about being like a safe space for every gender that people could invent. Allison, what is the heated sauce? That would be the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. 
delicious hot sauce. Doctor Cheswick proceeds to oh, the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. So we gotta get another shipment anyway. in here. Doctor Cheswick. It's actually hotter than ever. The 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 hmm. the main one is it like it really kicks you in the rear end. It's really good. Doctor Cheswick, wrong thinking. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Hi. Does the EEOC step in when you are wrong thinking during a job that you have as a librarian? Yes. I mean, can they come oh, no. in and then... Well, yeah. they step in on behalf of the people firing you. Right. Yeah. Because you made them feel unsafe by having a wrong opinion. Exactly. During a job that you have as a librarian? I mean, can they come in and then sue that can this person sue the town they work in? i hope that this woman sues the town yeah absolutely because they had thoughts that were different wrong thoughts mm-hmm. I, they didn't I, believe is, in non-binary identity i mean again you guys know i work for a really woke company but being wrong thinking yeah mm-hmm. Wrong it made thinking. their co coworkers mm. uncomfortable that they didn't I, believe. I wonder if my people. attorney would step up for me if they let me go because I was wrong thinking. You have to love it. Mm-hmm. You have to love all the craziness and think it's awesome. And, and and you have to say do everything just like the 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 old um, the old Twilight Zone movie from like eighty two where the kid controls everybody in the house. Tell Caston that everything he's doing is fantastic. Everything they're doing is fantastic. Caston has to be happy, or else the rest of us have to be smitten down. Uh, anonymous, Alice. Okay. Naming convention. Well, I made it out of the studio wow. alive, and I'm not sure what type of reception I'm going to get overall. Thought you were From great, what I Steve. see on Twitter, it was pretty good. And who knows if he'll let me back in there again, but it uh, went better than I thought it would. Um, but any feedback you guys can offer would be amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. I, I loved been... it. It was a super funny episode. It, we haven't it was finished. a good episode. And actually, I was everybody... just getting to the calls when I yeah. So we haven't finished it. But yeah. you know, we thought you were good. I thought that your your instigating in there made the entire mm-hmm. show better. It brought the best out of Mutt and Kirk. And yeah, I'm not even like a Mutt person yeah. ordinarily but i thought he i thought it was i thought you brought out the best in everybody i thought kirk was really relaxed yes. and funny i thought mutt was very funny i thought that um gus was put on the spot a lot which mm-hmm. was very funny i thought it was a great episode i thought you did yeah. a great job and i think you're fundamentally right in your your arguments and also yeah uh, and i think it's good for kirk to be in a room with two adults which he was in this case steve from hoshton georgia else another steve yes Steve from Hoshton, Georgia. Oh. Yes, I'm down here for the Thanksgiving holidays. Oh, very nice. Thank you very much. Yeah, glad you got um, your travel out of the way. Regar- two things regarding today's show, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. Um, the first thing is my shock at the developments at the Merrimack Public Library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's not the Merrimack I remember when, you know, I moved uh, my daughter, the first Mrs. Steve from Merrimack, and I moved in in 2006. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we moved there because it was a nice, quiet town, and it had a great school system that was good for my daughter. Uh, my daughter. Wait, he's in Merrimack, Mass, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Was uh, is uh, so it's our on the autism system. spectrum, and yeah. she thrived and did great, and we loved the town. Yeah. But um, just to step in here, we love the town too. I love. We Merrimack. do too. All you have to do is fire a few people at the library, not the one they're trying mm-hmm. to fire, but a few other people, and your problem would be solved. Yes. This is a revolting development. Uh, at the library and I cannot believe that 
this town, which still is pretty conservative, would allow mm-hmm. these monsters to uh, yeah. push people around and fire people for trying to defend children. So that's uh, really ugly and disgusting. Yeah, and then the... that. You know, I'm glad he said that because it's so 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 somebody instinctually had a problem with what they thought was a guy going into a girl's right because they were worried about vulnerable people women right. and children who are vulnerable in the bathroom but the safety of a child is outweighed by the sensitivities of the non-binary attention-seeking person right second thing is i believe every word of what alice is describing with these di- uh, not diversity but these um programs with teenagers designed to de-escalate uh, anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and they only end up creating more anxiety and more depression oh, yeah. because anybody who's ever been through quote diversity unquote <laughs> training in the workplace understands that diversity training DEC stuff does nothing but create more tension it, it's the, designed to do the workplace of it's really really ugly as our esteemed former president said everything woke turns to shit yeah and mm-hmm. uh now it's really bad because they're involving children and uh i think it's criminal anyway thank you Did, happy thanksgiving oh, I, I hope you enjoy Washington, georgia mm-hmm. have you been there alice i have not i don't think i've been to anywhere in georgia actually have you been to Washington, uh, georgia? we drove through to georgia when i was a little little boy uh, let's see. Restaurants in Hodgston, Georgia. Casa Rica looks like a little Mexican place. Ooh, Sliced looks very good. Place called Sliced. And Where is Hodgston, Georgia in the state of Georgia? 21 City like, Square. What is it Ooh, near? this place named Sliced. Oh, it's a pizza place. Okay. Hodgston, Georgia. Alice, I'm glad you asked that because I'm mm-hmm. about to tell you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ready for a truth bomb? Mm-hmm. Hodgston, Georgia is... Do you know where Wildflower is? No. All right. Austin, Georgia. I'm I'm back. Oh, it's near Athens. That's where REM's okay. from. It's near Athens, Georgia. Um, and it's about let's say uh, 57 miles from Augusta. Okay. Home okay. of the country club. Uh, okay. One more message. Let's see. You were that was all you yesterday during the yesterday show, Alice. Essentially, all you. I just mouth breathed with most of that. I was <laughs> okay. uh, some of these days when I walk the 11.2 miles. It's no bueno. Happens to the best of us. This one's called Weird Dreams, Alice. What do you think this will be? By the way, Steve, how long were you uh, intending to make that turn? It lasted for like an, <laughs> a minute and 46 seconds. Maybe he, for safety <laughs> reasons, when he calls into the chat chat, pulls over and puts on his um, whatever it's called. Steve, the- that would make you a four-star Pussy, I, tell me you don't pull over to call and the he chat puts chat. On his he doesn't do that. Hazard he is a, lights. No, he is a, an actual man. He's Maybe not... he puts on his hazards for that. You know, in Serbian, they're called all fours. Oh, I like that. Oh, that's much <laughs> you put on your all fours. Oh, I love that very much. <laughs> so, do you mm, forget it? <laughs> forget it. I won't say it. But you guys know what I'm thinking. So I had this weird Hi, dream. Um, yeah. It was like Speaking a in Indianapolis. Hallmark movie. Um, Do you know Caston, Justin? <laughs> that I, I went in this uh, this mom and pop place that sold uh, like insurance for your car and home and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the one of the uh, persons working there was um, uh, uh, Emily uh, 
Willis. And uh, I was... Emily Willis. And it was like our eyes met and like it was like love at first sight. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, I was, <laughs> and I was like being coy, like I didn't know what her previous work was. And then she was trying to break it Who to me that? gently. And I was like, oh, I don't care about what your past was. <laughs> is that a porn dreams? Jeez. Who wow. Is oh, so I just e- emailed Emily Willis. Um, th- Indianapolis man arrested in killing of Emily Willis on Rural Road, September 6, 2023. Uh, so I believe Justin uh, homicided this person. Woman gunned down on Indy Sidewalk Street. Emily Will- Emily Leanna Willis was gunned down on Indiana- Indianapolis Sidewalk. Uh, she messaged somebody right beforehand. So I- is that the Emily Willis? That is That took a dark turn. But he was saying her previous work. What was her previous work? Emily Willis. Let me see. I don't know her previous work. I don't know. What does that mean? I, it, isn't the lead that he killed her, Ellis? <laughs> Did he kill her? I don't think Oh, that's oh, true. I see. Emily Willis. Oh, no. There's an Emily Willis who's a professional porn star. That's okay. That's more on brand, I think. Does she remain alive, Justin? Let me see. Emily Willis, XOXO. I'm just a girl, actress, and model. Let's see the last time she's tweeted. But he's okay with her past. So November they're 9th. Gonna... If his dream is oh, telling the Oh, she is very pretty. Okay. She is very pretty, Alice. Yeah, it's good taste. I'm glad you left her alive, too, uh, Justin. You never know. You never know. Remember the old uh, light, the old light tree in um, Route 66? <laughs> the spook light? Oh, mother load. Mother load. Oh. We haven't heard from the spook light in a long time. I know. That's a, it's been a while. i got to get back into the mother road. Those are pure days. Those are pure <laughs> days. Pure burn barrel days, don't you think? So true. Uh, guess what's next, Elby? I don't know what's next. Oh, it's the end of the show is next. Um, so if you want to join us for the live chat and stuff like that, that's at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. But of course, the show is free ordinarily as our most podcasts. You can find it anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. There's links at burnbarrelpodcast.com. Oh, you we can gotta, also we watch have us. a Black Friday sale. Okay, we'll work on that tomorrow. Yeah, you and we have I. To, we have you a lot and of I. big things to work on. And when I say we, I mean... You and I are going to uh, sit down and work on some I of want a, stuff together. I want a Bridal Wild t-shirt, too. Okay. Okay, Bridal I Wild. I want the horse set to love us. And I want a um, Milf Hound shirt. Okay. Milf Hound. I want to see if p- people actually buy it and wear it. I they're not going to. Be. How do you know they're not? I bet you they will. Okay. I bet you they will. Our next door labor, neighbor <laughs> said there's a thing where guys wear appropriate shirts one day of the year. Milf Hound. Absolutely. Um, you can make that. By one. the way, those of you who are at sporting events where I am and we know each other and you listen to this podcast, I'm not talking about you. I wouldn't be so disrespectful. But there are other men who find a lot of MILFs at sporting events to be fantastic. They are perverts. I condemn them, <laughs> but they're getting a shirt. Um, that's, that'll be at burnbrowlpodcast.com when we do that. Say la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.